is a well-known halacha that the minag on Erev Yom Kippur is to say vidui by mincha before the su'uda hamafsekes. And the pshat, we're told, is because there's a chashash that a person might choke by the Suda HaMafsekes and he may lose the opportunity to do tshuva. So he should chapa vidui before he eats the Suda HaMafsekes. So I don't understand. I've been around yeshivas probably for 50 years. I have yet to see somebody use the Heimlich maneuver by the Suda HaMafsekis. And we're talking here yeshiva food. So wh- why is there a Chumrah that you have to say Vidui by Mincha because Tama you might choke by the Suda HaMafsekis? But it could be that there's a musr over here that we have to understand. Doing the aseris yemei tshuva, we have to look at ourselves as bainanim. And the Gemara tells us that bainanim atluyim bi'oimdin. We're hanging and we're standing between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. If we do tshuva, so our gazar din will be l'chayim. But right now, our matzah is beinanim, tluyim v'yoimdin is the loshin chazal. What does that mean, hanging and standing? So I don't know if any of you were ever there by an execution, by hanging. But the minig is that the guy who's supposed to be hung has the noose around his neck, but he's still standing. And then the executioner pulls the trap, and the trap opens, and he falls down and breaks his neck. But until he pulls the hatch, he's hanging, but he's standing. Now, if we think about we're hanging and standing, we're not in a matzav to think that we can eat the Sudam Absekes and worry, I need my mayonnaise, my volcano sauce, I need all this stuff. You're hanging and standing, Laman Hashem. You're in a mamash, a matzv of sakona. Imagine, Raboisai, if a guy is there on death row, a noose is around his neck, and they tell him, you know, we're about to, we're about to pull the, the lever. But, you have a chance, if you want, to talk to the king. So he says, great, when can I talk to the king? 7.20 in the morning. What? 7.20 in the morning? I got to go to carpool 6.30? This is ridiculous. The guy says, okay, listen, if that doesn't work, I can get you a slot Sunday afternoon. Sunday afternoon, that eats us for the birds. So Rabbi say, we are in a precarious matzav. 
Our matzav is very dangerous. And this is not a time to play around. Now, I'm proud to say that I came tonight for night seder and nobody was playing on the field. It was Mamish Amoifus. So obviously the Oilam is holding by Aseris Yemei and the Oilam knows that night seder is night seder and the game was over in the proper time. I was very nispoiled and uh, I even had a bocher tell me about it because he was nispoiled. And so Boruch Hashem were on the right mahalach. But you have to know it's a zman that we can't take advantage. We have to chop a Chaim Shmulevitz tells a Moiridikazach. The yeshiva, I don't know exactly what the, where it was the mere yeshiva, but they were going from place to place before they got onto the Trans Siberian Railroad. And he said there was one place where they had to leave and get on a train, and they're escaping the Nazis. And they're waiting for the train. And there's a bocher who says, I forgot some pictures in the dormitory. And they told him, idiot, don't go back to the dorm. If you miss the train, that's it. But he insisted on going back because those pictures were very chashif to him. So he went back and he missed the train. And that was the last anyone saw of him. This is an opportunity. A service you made tshuva don't come every day. It's an opportunity of a lifetime to chop a rhyme. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is waiting for our teshuva. And you have to know how badly he wants our teshuva. A guy is driving down the block with a brand new Tesla. And some guy sees him, takes a gigantic rock and smashes it against the car. The guy jumps out of the car and says, You idiot, what did you do? You just damaged my brand new Tesla. So the guy says, Oh, I really don't know what I was doing. I'm sorry. The guy says, You're sorry? You're going to pay me $20,000. So the guy reaches into his pocket and he pulls out a quarter and he says, This is all I got. I'm sorry. The guy will scream, he will take him to court, he will, whatever, he's got to wring his neck. But yet we can come to the boy Re'olam. And the boy Shem says, I need you to do tshuva, say, Reboi Nishaloylam, I'm going to do a little bit that Kodesh Baruch says, Gavaldik, I'll take it. Boy, Kodesh Baruch a lot more than $20,000. Yerekodesh who says, just give me something, something real, and everything will be fine. Ubaishim wants so badly we should do tshuva. I don't know if I told over the story, but there was a group of Yidin who lived in a kibbutz. So they were far from religion. And they took a trip back to Hungary to visit their uh, ancestral home. And they came to one, one village in Hungary where one of the members of that chevra used to, his grandparents lived there. His grandfather was Grada the Rav of that shtetl. And they came to the shul, they walked into the shul. The shul had been abandoned for 70 years. 
it was totally empty. Only thing they were cobwebs. So this guy knows this is his Zaydi shul. He goes up to the Ezra's Nashim to look around. He finds a box. A bunch of boxes set aside with Sfarim. He opens a box, he reaches in, he takes the, out the first Sefer. It was a machzer for Sholesh Regolim. He looks at the front page and he gives a scream. People came running. It was his grandfather's machzer. And then he turns the pages and he gets to Hallel. And he sees on the page where Hallel is, there's a leaf from one of the Hadassim and it's still a shtickle green. And it dawns on him. It's been 70 years. And this leaf is still a shtickle green. There's still a little life to it. I've been off the tree so long, I left the, I left the Eitz Chaim. But there's still a possibility that I can come back. The Rabbi is giving me a message. He took me up here, he opened up the machsher, and he showed me there's still life in that leaf that my Zayda used 70 years ago. The Rabbi wants him to come back, and he did. For some of us, it's very hard. Shuba sounds like such a difficult thing. Rav Palm brings down a beautiful vort that was said over by Rabbi Tzvi Hersh, the son of Rabbi Yitzhak Elchan Inspector. And he says there's a Mishnah in Mesechtis Yuma. Rabbi Akiva says, Ashrechem Yisrael. Praise that you call Yisrael. Who is Metair you? HaKadosh Baruch And he brings down two psukim. One pasuk is Mikveh Yisrael Hashem and one pasuk is Orakti Aleichem Mayim Tohoyrim Utahartem What does he need two psukim for? So he says the pshad is there are two types of tshuva. The tshuva, the mikvah, you go to a mikvah and you want to be tar, every single inch of your body has to be submerged in the water. If one of your hairs is above the water, you weren't yet to the tefillah. You have to be totally immersed in the water. That tshuva means I did a total tshuva. But for many of us to tell you have to be a perfect balchuva, every chait is to be eradicated is very, very hard. And we tend to give up before we start. So there's another tshuva, vizorakti aleichem mayim tahoyrim. Ta'alocha was if a person was tomei, they had to sprinkle on him from the mayim of the mechatos. And there, only a tiny drop had to touch you. The slightest drop that touched you, you were yoitzer. So there's a tshuva. You can do tshuva on one thing. It's a start. But you can come to Hakadosh Baruch Hu and you can say, "Rebbeinu Shalolim, 
I have so much to fix. I have done so many things wrong. My midas, my maizim. But I want to be better. But I'm going to start with one small thing and that I'm going to do and then I'll add and I'll add. But let me start with one takana, one kabbalah. Rosh Yeshiva mentioned on Rosh Hashanah about benching with a bencher. Of Michal Yehuda Lefkowitz said, he sees Bochrim, they say Asher on the way back to the base Medrash, or wherever you're going. He said, since when did Asher become Tfilas HaDerech? You should say Ashayotza standing in one place. Baruch Hashem, we have signs now all over the place. Everybody knows the guy with the heart attack. Read the sign, stand in one place and look at the sign and say Ashayotza once a day without moving. That's his eight. So once a day, say Ashayotza without moving. Except for your lips. That's a tshuva. It's a kabbalah, and you can do it. It's one eitzah. Does it give you a marshal of how HaKadosh Baruch Hu was looking for you to do something? There was a maisa in Ramat HaSharon, I think it was called, where Rabbi Yaakov Edelstein, Zeichel Tzadik Levrocha, was the rav. They came to him and they said, we need you to make a hespit. There was a yid that was nifter. So his reaction at first was, I can't be masped every single yid in the, in, in the city that, that, that's nifter. You know, there's people who daven by me, who are my, uh, my chassidim, my talmidim. I, I'll say a hespit for them. But what? The guy says, you don't understand. This guy was somebody very special. So what was special about him? He said, you know, we have a bunch of chevra. We, we, we came from Poland, and every Saturday afternoon we sit around and we talk about the old days in Poland. And this guy, every Shabbos afternoon, at a certain point, he always walks out and comes back in. So one day we asked him, Kleinimus, why do you always walk out a certain time? He said, I'll tell you why. He says, during World War II, I was fighting in one of the armies for the Allies. And I was on a boat, and the boat was torpedoed, and everybody fell into the water, and everybody drowned. I was holding on to a piece of wood trying to stay afloat. And I said to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Rebind the Shalom, if you let me live, I'll stop smoking on Shabbos. So I go out to check if there's three stars so I can start smoking. So Rabbi Yaakov Edelstein said, Stell sich vor. This guy is on this piece of wood. He's about to drown. He's trying to save his life. And he says, Takurish Borchu, I'll give up smoking. 
The Rebbeinu can say to him, give up smoking, you're a Mechalel Shabbos, you're going to drive, you're going to listen to the radio, you're going to go shopping, you're going to do this, you're going to do that, and you want to give up smoking and I should save you? Drop dead. The Rebbeinu sent an airplane that flew from wherever it came, they dropped a rope, he held on to the rope and he was saved. And he's about Shuvah. We're a lot better than that. So a little, small couple. Whatever it might be. Make a few brochas a day with Kavona. You want to learn a few extra minutes? I once did the math, you'll be soiche in five minutes a day to, I think it gets into the billions of mitzvahs. If you cheshmen that every word of Torah is a mitzvah, and according to the Vilna Goin, every word is equal to 613 mitzvahs, and in five minutes you can do X amount of words, and so you do the math, it's a pretty good investment. If you don't have five minutes, you have 60 seconds, come to the Shmira Seinayim Shir. You'll learn some unbelievable things from a Gavaldika teacher. And it'll take you, uh, it'll take you to Olam Haba very quickly. So Chaparain, it's not a, you know, it's, it's very easy. The Rebbeinu must be telling me to show the person might say, what's it worth? I hear, I get it, I'm making a Kabbalah, whatever my Kabbalah is going to be, five minutes of learning, I'm going to make a Kabbalah. You know what's going to happen? Three days after Yom Kippur, I'm going to forget about it. Okay, maybe I'll manage to get into Cheshvan. It's not going to last. I've been there, done that, bought the t-shirt. It doesn't work. So I want to tell you, the Alta von Kelm says that we read on Rosh Hashanah about Yishmoel. And Yishmoel is dying of fever. And now Kodesh Baruch Hu sends a malach to Hogar and says, Al-Tiri, don't be afraid. Kishom Hashem es koil anar basher hu shom. Chazal tell us what does it mean basher hu shom. The malachim came to the Reboishim and said, you're going to save this kid? You know what he's going to do in the future? The Yidin are going to be leaving into Golis and the Arabs will come and they'll give them salty food and then they give them flasks that are empty and they'll try to drink water and they'll be empty with hot air and they'll kill them. And we know what they're doing today to Yidin. So the Malachim said, why are you letting this kid live? So Kaddish Baruch Hu said, is he a tzaddik now or not? So they said, now he's okay. 
But look at the future. He says he sees this in various forum. Malachim do not know the future. The Abishta knows the future. The Malachim do not know what's it. What are they telling Akkadish Barku what he's going to do in the future? How do they know the future? In this situation, show the Malachim the future to show this to us. That on Yom Kippur, you are judged by Sher Hu Sham. If on Yom Kippur you really, really want to change, and you want to make a Kabbalah that you plan on keeping, and you want to make Tikkunim and improvements, and you really, really mean it, then that's all that matters. Whatever HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows will happen, whatever you're afraid will happen, whatever your experience tells you will happen, does not matter. If on Yom Kippur, you stand before the Abish and you mean I want to be better and you mean it sincerely, then that's all that matters. And that in itself is a moyu dekatikun. You only had Yom Kippur once every 10 years. You know where we'd be holding after 10 years? We have Yom Kippur every year. It's a matana from HaKadosh Baruch That he's metayer us every Yom Kippur. It's a moridika matana. So I just want to end with a maizah that I've said in the past. You might say, so big deal. So I will say Ashayotza with Kavona. What's the I'll be Makabal to do a mitzvah. So I'll be Makabal to give a quarter to Tzedakah every day. I'll be Makabal to learn an extra two minutes a day. I'll stay after Shachris and I'll learn one halacha in Kitzur Shulchanorah. Big deal. So I want to tell you what the big deal is. I told you the story about the Yid who came to a Rav. He was in concentration camp. Totally tzabroch and he lost everybody. He came to the camp, he came to the barracks. A man in the morning had a wife, had children, had a father, had a mother, had sisters and brothers. And now at night he's lying in the barracks. He is left alone in the world. They were all killed. He was tzabrochen, seklapt. And the Yid who, who, who lay down next to him, the Hasidish Yungaman, gave him back his imuna, his mitochen, his willingness to live. He gave him back his desire to live as a mensch, as an erlich Yid. He was mechazik him night after night after night. He pumped him with chizuk, and imamish had a rotzen to live and rebuild came before Pesach and he says, okay, what are we going to do about matzah? See the shiit, what are we going to do for matzah and Pesach? The guy says, are you crazy? Matzah and Pesach? Call the Lakewood Bakery, they'll deliver. Are you crazy? How are you going to get matzah here in Auschwitz? Guy said, I've never celebrated Pesach without matzah. I'm not going to start now. We're going to have matzah on Pesach. 
So believe it or not, I found there was a bag of wheat in one of the storage houses. We stole a bunch of wheat. Every day we ground up the wheat till we had a bag of flour. And by he ayoy, we managed to bake two kizasim of matzah. He says, my friend left it into the barracks. He was hiding it under his prison uniform. The Nazi noticed that he was hiding something. He said, Yid, pick up your hands. And the matzah fell on the floor. The Nazi stepped on it with his boot. So I dove to the ground. I picked up whatever I could. I got beaten. My friend got beaten. We were lying in the barracks to clopped and to schmettered. And I opened my hand and I had one kezayis of matzah in my hand. And the chassidah shabbat, he said, I want to have it. You got to let me eat that kezayis. I said, why? I'm the one who picked it up. He said, but I'm the one who had the idea of having matzah. I'm the one who found the wheat. We had a whole machloikas. Finally, we made a compromise. He got to eat the matzah, but I would get the schar for the mitzvah. We had a seder. He ate the matzah. He said the Haggadah Balpeh. We had lots of moror. We had tears that were our arbakoises. And we had a seder. The next morning, my friend, the Hasidah Shayid, went out. He was so uplifted that he had a seder the night before. He had a kezayis of matzah. He was working and he was singing hallel and he sang too loud and on the spot, a Nazi killed him in cold blood. So what's my Shiloh? He came to me and he wants the schar for the mitzvah. Came to me from Gan Eden and he says, Tumachatoiva, could I have the schar also? And I said to him in the dream, I said to him, No, we made a deal. You got to eat it, I get the schar. What are you coming to me now from the Oilum Emmas and you want the schar? That's not fair. But now I feel a shtickle guilty. It's not every day that a guy comes to you in a dream and asks you for a favor. So he went to the Machnovka Rebbe and he told the Rebbe the story. So the Rebbe said, you know, Al-Piyashris, give him the schar. Have Rachmanis, give him the schar. So I said, Al-Piyashris? Yashris says, we made a deal. He gets to eat it, I get the schar. He says, listen, listen, listen. Nebuch, he was killed the next morning. He never got married. He has no children, no grandchildren. Give him the schar. They said, okay, Rebbe, if you say so. He said, no, you're going to a shul tonight at midnight. You'll open the Ornakoidish and you'll talk to the Abishta and you'll tell the Abishta to give him the schar. So the Yid said, that's what I did. I went to the shul, I opened the Ornakoidish, I told the Rabbi the whole story from start to finish, and I said, Rabbi Nishalaylam, believe Shalem, I'm giving him the schar. And I left. The next morning, he went back to the Rebbe. He told the Rebbe what he did. And the Rebbe said, now let me tell you something. That Hasidish, a younger man, was a tzaddik. His whole life was Torah, avoid the gemilas, chasodim, yira shamayim, yira schait. His whole life was one shtick Torah and mitzvahs. And he was killed. Al-Kiddush Hashem, he went straight to the Mizrach Vant of Gan Eden. And he's coming to you because he wants the schar for one more mitzvah. And what about you? 
you're still alive, you can hop around every day, mitzvahs. The mitzvahs are there like diamonds in the street. You can wake up in the morning, nagel, vasit, sitzis, tefillah, tefillin, taira, chesed. You have mitzvahs all day long. You are still alive. Chaparain. You see the value of one mitzvah? So don't sell yourself short, Rabbi Say. One Kabbalah, one mitzvah, but erlich, sincere, and real. And it'll be the beginning of a journey to come closer to closer till your tshuva will be and you'll be there with the Abishta and you'll be the most happy to freed in a mention because you'll have the tahara and the purity of a Yom Kippur. To chaperain. Chaperain every day what's available. Make one kabola and make it real. You'll be zoicha. Yetz Hashem to a Gemar Chasim Atoyv.